on the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jenna Barr. Join me in the conversation this morning, 850-437-1620. I'm really excited this morning to hop into a very passionate conversation with LifeView Group. I have Allison Hill, who is the president and CEO of LifeView Group, joining me this morning. If you have a question or a comment or you want to link to anything we're discussing, 437-1620. Allison, thank you for joining me. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me this morning. So LifeView Group, formerly known as Lakeview Center, has uh, gone through rebranding, lots of changes. Um, it's been, has it been a year now? We just celebrated our one year anniversary from the disaffiliation from Baptist Healthcare. So it just flew right on by. It did actually fly by. I, I feel just one, this past year alone kind of brought me into a time warp and I lost... Um, all, all uh, sense of time. But I want you to tell me a little bit more about that journey of rebranding, kind of the process of, of having to do that and kind of why you guys decided to shift into uh, just doing Life View Group. Yeah, I would love to because it actually is, uh, it's, a, it's a great story, I think. So I have been with the organization for 23 years and for Almost every day of my time with the organization, I would meet people in the community who recognized the name Lakeview, but they didn't realize that Lakeview was so much more than a behavioral health substance abuse provider. And so when we separated from the um, healthcare system, we had an opportunity to tell our story a little bit differently. LifeView Group is actually not replacing Lakeview. It is just going to be the parent of Lakeview. And so the branding process that we went through was to help look at our organization and how could we share with the community the resource that is available here. Okay, excellent. So we're not losing any resources. We are not losing any resources. Lakeview has been around since the mid uh, since 1954, and it is a a very well known name and resource. And when people need Lakeview, it will be there. Um, but when we talk about the family of companies under Lifeview Group, yes. that's when we have the opportunity to share with the community that. In addition to services for behavioral health and substance abuse, we also provide foster care services and services for individuals, employment services for individuals with significant disabilities. Excellent. We're going to unpack that a little bit more here on the Pensacola Expert Panel as well. And like you mentioned, Allison, we're not losing any of the um, treatments programs within uh, LifeView Group um, as you shift away from Baptist, right? So tell me a little bit more. You mentioned a, a little bit about Lakeview Center. What are some of the programs within Lakeview Centers that will still be offered to community members who need it? 
So we have a probably about 75 different programs. And I, I know that sometimes it's a complicated maze to navigate. And there is, you know, feedback in the community about access to services and the need for more services. And I would support that. There, there's, of course, you know, there's always going to be a huge need. But we served about 25,000 individuals last year. And we serve, you know, all ages. We have programs for uh, our young, our zero to five, our little bitties, um, you know, school-aged and f- adults and even our, our senior citizens. And those services look like outpatient, community-based. Uh, we have residential programs. Uh, so we really try to have a broad array of services. But admittedly, navigating those can be a little bit uh, complex. Oh, I can imagine. So when, let's say, you know, a zero to five month old or a zero to five year old comes into Lakeview Center, um, is it for mostly behavioral health care? So usually with your little bitties like that, it is working with the parents and the child and you're working on on attachment and you're working on behaviors. Um, It's not necessarily a diagnosis for a, a, a mental illness with a younger child like that. Um, but that would be like our infant mental health program um, okay. that works with that age group. Very cool. So then the connection, which brings me to our, our next discussion with Families First Network, um, FFN, um, does it, Which and we've had FFN here on, on the Pensacola Expert Panel before sharing about um, their services in the welfare system through foster care, um, which is incredible. But having that connection between Lakeview Center and FFN, where does it tie in um, to kind of help all individuals that are involved in in different situations when they come in? So that's a great question. And thanks for asking it that way, because I think that the umbrella of LifeView group helps kind of explain the connections between the different services, because certainly not every individual who is involved with our behavioral health system is involved with foster care. But many times those families are, are, are in common. Um, You know, we may have a child come into care whose caregiver is in need of treatment for substance abuse. Mm -hmm. And so we can coordinate that care on the foster care side, um, you know, making sure the child is is having their needs met with safety and permanency while the caregiver works to reunify. Um, So they're different systems kind of, but again, the same families that we serve uh, may be involved with both Lakeview Center for treatment services and families first for the child welfare. Excellent. So then let's tie in the next component component then as we continue this discussion of the what is included in Life View Group. So Lakeview Center, um, which that name is going to stay, right? It I think, is going to stay. I don't know yes. if I asked that yet. Yes. Uh, families First Network, which deals with the child, child welfare system. Um, and the need for, you know, foster parents and families because reunification is the ultimate goal. Healthy reunification is the ultimate goal. But then global connections to employment. Um, obviously, having a healthy life matters, overcoming uh, addictions, um, behavioral or mental health issues is very important. But then getting kind of reacclimate it back into society and community and having a job. Um, tell me how global connections to employment ties into kind of, I mean, I feel like the bow 
to all of it? Well, it certainly is a connection uh, because the dignity of work, you know, uh, oftentimes the first question you ask when you meet somebody is, oh, well, what do you do? And so being able to contribute, um, you know, and and support yourself and go to work every day, that's important. And within Global Connections to Employment, the mission there really is to create employment opportunities for individuals with significant disabilities. And so 75% of the direct labor that's performed in that division is performed by an individual with a significant disability. Wow. And I think surprising probably to many is that in that part of our operation, we actually are in 14 different states. So we have a um, national presence and we have team members we probably have team members, oh, they're probably just getting their day started because in Fairbanks, Alaska, you know, they're a few hours behind yes, us. Good so. morning. <laughs> uh-huh. And then we have team members experiencing, you know, the tropical storm, Nicole. So mm. we're thinking about them this morning. But. Oh, absolutely. So with Global Connection to Employment, um, how does it tie in here locally? Do you end up connecting these individuals uh, to different employers? How, how does that work, being able to build that? bridge? So actually, we do a little bit of both. We have some part of that operation where we help individuals find jobs in the community where and, and support them on the job to be successful. But the largest part of our operations, we actually are the employer of individuals. So we have contracts uh, largely with uh, Department of Defense. So we're on military installations all over the country. Uh, For instance, we have team members at NAS Pensacola who will provide maybe about 2,500 meals today in a 90-minute period um, because we provide all of the food service at NAS Pensacola. Wow. And so those individuals are team members. They're not clients. They are team members, and they have, you know, they earn a wage, and they have benefits, and they have PTO and holidays. That Um, is crazy. That is crazy cool. Uh, and yeah, we just, we serve, we're a federal contractor in that space with Department of Defense. So some of these individuals um, that come in with global connections to employment, have they gone through Lakeview Center at all? Do they just come in and apply? How do they find out about you? So, so it's possible, you know, it's not a requirement and certainly the treatment services do not overlap with their employment services, but the definition, um, you know, to qualify for GCE the disability definition, there's a lot of different criteria. And so it could be that um, an intellectual disability or a mental illness could be a qualifying um, eligibility, but oh, it doesn't really? necessarily have to be. Okay. So we work with a lot of community partners uh, to, to um, tell them about our job opportunities. But if you're interested, if anybody is looking for a job, they can find those jobs on our website um, under career opportunities. And they just apply for a job, or if they need assistance with that, we can certainly help them with that process. Excellent. Thank you for that. Hey, if you're just tuning in, I'm Jenna Barr. Thank you for listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable, Allison Hill, president and CEO of LifeView Group, uh, which encompasses Lakeview Center, Families First Network, and Global Connections to Employment. She is joining me this morning on Pep Talk to share with you the impact that LifeView Group is making in our community over the past year and a half or so, I'll say, um, just being here on the show on, on pep talk, the discussion of mental health has been rapidly growing and the need for mental health 
services, um, which also includes behavioral health, right? They're, they're connected. But right now in our community, there's a lot of changes that are, are happening just with you know election season happening and things moving in, um, community members that are new here, right? We have a lot of people moving here. I mentioned before that Pensacola is the made number three on the best cities in the country to retire in. That's a big deal. That means that we are supplying services for people who are in need. We are being a support in our community. We're helping people and um, adapting with the times. Well, one of the things we have to adapt with, I believe, is mental health services because it is, in my opinion, the most important topic of conversation um, outside of spiritual health, right? But they're both connected. connected. So tell me kind of what y'all do right now when it comes to accessing mental health care here locally. Is there Are there walk-in clinics? Is there anything to help somebody who is in, I'm telling you, 11th hour need of a behavioral assessment? Also, I'll call it the, the Baker Act service is Right, right. that would be the emergency, that would be the crisis intervention. So we are seeing exactly um, what you just described, that there are more individuals reaching out for care, which is actually fantastic because for a long, long time, the stigma around asking for help prevented people from getting the services that they need. I would also tell you, post-pandemic, we have definitely seen the impact of isolation on people. You know, people are not meant to be alone. We are social creatures, and uh, we are a very resilient um, people. And that resiliency, though, comes from your network of supports. And that that was disrupted over the past couple of years. And so now, um, where people may have been able to find that connection and find that support, they just haven't. And so they're reaching out in ways that we just haven't seen before. And so unfortunately, um, most many times the way you see that is when the crisis has escalated to the point where you are having to get maybe law enforcement involved or maybe just um, other caregivers who, who initiate the Baker Act. And You know, ideally, we would have more services on the front end where you can do that prevention and intervention, and you can work with individuals, you can work with their support system, because uh, like any kind of physical illness, you don't just take a pill and it goes away. Um, You know, it's, it's lifelong, and it affects not just the individual, but it affects their family and their support system, and that's ideally how services would, would be provided. Yes. But there are some projects in the works. And we, yes. And I I would tell you too that we, because of the identified need, there are a lot of new initiatives underway that will bring services to the community where people are. Um, we, We just partnered with the Escambia County Sheriff's Department and with Pensacola Police Department on the co responder, a model that we're putting in place where we will have mental health professionals with right along with law enforcement and if they can do an intervention um, without an individual needing to be hospitalized maybe they need to be connected to services Um, maybe they already have medication and and they just need a prescription refilled or need to we need to make an appointment with a provider that will provide that in the moment kind of support um, which kind of leads to the Baker Act question that you had asked and in our efforts there uh, we are seeing 
an increased need for inpatient care um, under the Baker Act, which is, you know, the involuntary commitment, and um, are looking at starting a central receiving facility, wow. which it's a it's a physical plant need. You know, that space just doesn't exist. So the time frame to identify that space and prepare it um, will take a little bit of time. But it is a model that exists in other parts of the state, but it is a central place for individuals who have been um, placed under the Baker Act to come in for an assessment and for triage. And if we can provide other services that are appropriate, then we will do that. If inpatient is the most appropriate level of care, then we will work with our area hospitals who have those inpatient uh, psychiatric treatment beds, and we will work with them on making referrals and, and the admission to, to care happen. That's vital. That it is, is vital. Vital. I have a couple of other questions about projects. I did want to, on that note, for the central receiving facility, are you working at all with the mental health task force? Um, and Because I know Michelle Salzman specifically is trying to create more action um, and a precedence on on mental health services with law enforcement response, uh, with having facilities for them to go to? Uh, is it, is, are there any collaborative opportunities with them that y'all have seen? Oh, absolutely. And Representative Salzman has been a fantastic champion. Um, she's pulled together all the stakeholders. Even as things are changing in our community, she's encouraged that, that open dialogue and getting people to the table. Um, so she has been a wonderful champion. She's a, she sees the need and, and wants to work towards solutions. I would also tell you Baptist Hospital has been at the table for every part of this conversation. Um, and and uh, Florida West also is participating and committing to, to work towards a solution um, to, to make sure that we have the resources and the systems that are appropriate and necessary. Speaking of which, um, tell me a little bit more about, there was a specialized program that was launched in September for people with psychosis. Tell me a little bit more about that if you can. Yeah, just a little bit on that program. You know, it's a, I wouldn't say it's a huge population, but it's a very um, specific diagnosis with, and those individuals have very specific needs mainly in terms of navigating the complex parts of care. And again, that's a lifelong diagnosis. Yes, and so helping individuals and more importantly, their support system kind of navigate um, is what that program is focused on and, and dedicated resources to helping those individuals. That's, that is incredible and um, very much so needed, although it might not be uh, common, it's still needed, and having all your bases covered is so important. The final question, something um, rather exciting because I know it is a huge need. Tell me, uh, kind of the progress of the detox program. So yes, so uh, Lakeview Center will be opening a ten-bed inpatient detoxification uh, program. Um, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we're ready to go. We're still onboarding staff. Okay. So I'm going to actively recruit all your RNs that are listening to your yes. show if they're interested, um, nursing and, and, and our other staff for that program. Um, and then once we have all that in place, we'll be ready to start accepting admissions. And again, the thought that is, again, on the more acute um, part of the system of care. So we'll be working to connect those individuals after they go through that part of treatment with some of our other substance abuse programs. Wow, that is huge. So there is a lot happening. A year ago, um, LifeView Group encompassed 
Lakeview Center, Families First Network, and Global Connections to Employment, and is just continuing in the fight to help make um, our city and our county healthier. Um, if you are looking for you know, more information, or maybe, you know, somebody or you yourself, you need, you need services. You need to sit and talk with somebody. Allison, who's the president and CEO of LifeView Group, um, is here to just tell you it's okay. Every, everybody, we go through hard times. Isolation, like you mentioned over the past couple of years has been so difficult for so many people. You're not alone and there's an opportunity for healing. Um, maybe you're also interested in becoming a foster parent. We also invite you to be a part of that as well. Um, or, you know, somebody who can benefit from global connections to employment. There's three different areas of opportunities with endless opportunities for you um, to either help or help somebody else. So what is the best place to go to get more information on LifeView Group? So I would send you to our website. You can find us at lifeviewgroup.org. But also, if you can't remember our e-Lakeview Center, Families First Network, and Global Connections to Employment, you can search any of those names. We try to make it as easy as possible for people to find us. Uh, so look for us on, on the web. And, and there's other contact information as well when you when you look there. Okay, perfect. Man, our time is running up this morning, Allison. Uh, thank you for all that you do. I know that's um, been a lot of hard work over the past year with um, just rebranding alone, I know is very difficult, but also creating new opportunities. I'm excited to see um, the central receiving facility open. Uh, we'll be hoping for that uh, for y'all. And then of course the detox program, hoping that that gets up and running very soon. Thank you for what you do in our community and for changing people's lives. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to the Pensacola Expert Panel. It is Thursday. Happy birthday to our Marine Corps and happy early Veterans Day. Thank you to all of you who serve. I will talk to you tomorrow.